Hey, Yotes, welcome back to another episode of the CSUSB Advising Podcast. My name is Matt Markin, and on today's episode, we are finding out more about the history major at CSUSB. So who better to chat with than the history chair? And that's Dr. Tiffany Jones. Dr. Jones, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Matt, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited for you to be here, too, and, and to learn more, as well as hopefully our students will be learning more about your major and everything that's going on within history. So before we get we jump into those questions, I think it could be great to kind of get to know you a little bit better. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and how your path led you to CSUSB? Yeah, so I was born during apartheid South Africa and I grew up in South Africa. Um, and many people don't even know what apartheid South Africa was, but it was a racial segregationist um, system where white people and black people were completely segregated. Um, I grew up there until I was 16 and uh, I then moved to Canada. Uh, my father's Canadian, my, South my mother is South African. And when I went to Canada, I actually started learning South African history, which was not completely skewed um, because the apartheid government really had shaped the way that we were taught history from a very political perspective so that it, it kind of justified their own actions. Um, and I think that's when I started getting interested in history, but I was also in, interested in English at the same time. And then when I decided to go to university, I majored in both history and English. And I was really interested in African history. So I'm an African historian, but really African history is very interdisciplinary. So I do a lot of African studies stuff as well. Um, and then I ended up studying in Canada. I got my three degrees in Canada. So I got a BA in English and history honors. And then I got an MA in history at Dalhousie University. And then I got a PhD in African history uh, from Queen's University in Canada. And I've been at CSUSB. I got my job at CSUSB 16 years ago and um, have been chair of the history department for the last six years and absolutely love it here at CSUSB and love the fact that I get to teach exactly what I want to teach and do what I want to do. And I always said to everybody, do what you love and success will follow. And so that's my advice for all students. If you love history, and I loved both English and history. So African history allows me to combine those two. But, and I think history just allows you to do whatever you want. We're a little, uh, we kind of steal from old disciplines <laughs> the way we do stuff. So yeah, we always encourage people. We get a lot of people who transfer over to history because they wanted to go into like a, a field where they knew they were gonna ultimately get a job at the end um, and be trained for that job and they just, transfer back into history um, because they love it. So that was oh. kind of my path too. Yeah, absolutely. And appreciate you chatting about that uh, because, you know, you know, you talk about follow your passion, follow what you love. And, you know, I think some people hear that and or have heard that before and they're like, oh, I can't really do that. You know, I got to find some other job. And you have proof that you are able to follow your passion and love and you get to have a career out of that. And then also mm -hmm. kind of talking about how you were able to combine some of your interests into uh, what you do. And so it's not like a, a one or the other kind of thing. In this case, you were able to combine a lot of those interests. So um, mm -hmm. hopefully, Yodis, you're listening to this and, and you can honestly say, hey, there's actual proof that you can actually 
um, combine those interests and follow your passions. So thank you again for, for giving us that background. And so I, let's jump into the major. How would you describe the history major at CSUSB? So I think people sometimes have a misconception as what history is. They kind of think that we're like these old fuddy duddies who go to archives <laughs> and, and like breathe in dust, right? Um, but actually I think uh, here at CSUSB, we're very dynamic in how we approach history. So we like to actually do a lot of hands-on. Um, and so our history, we have a BA in history and we also have a BA in public history, but really there's a lot of interconnection between those. And I can talk more a little bit about those um, in a little bit, but um, history is really discovering who you are as a person, where you come from. So it can be a personal journey, but it can also be one understanding how our society is and how, why humans do what they want to have continue to do. Um, sometimes it's different how it changes over time. It also teaches us a lot about, um, you know, society in general and uh, where we're going to go in the future. Sometimes we're called fortune tellers, although we're not the best fortune tellers, but sometimes. And then here at CSUSB, because we do a lot of community engagement, many of our students end up working in archives or museums or national parks locally as part of their internships. Uh, we have a museum studies certificate. We also have a Egyptology certificate. So if you're interested in Egypt, which is a huge draw uh, here at CSUSB, we have one of the largest collections at Rafma Museum. And uh, we have visiting Egyptologists every year. So we have some fun things going on there. We contribute as well to the GE program. We contribute to ethnic studies. We contribute to um, the MA in social sciences. We have our own masters of um, history, masters of arts in history. Uh, we also contribute to Islamic and Middle Eastern studies um, department and native nations programs. So we kind of, as I said, as I started, we kind of do still from multiple different disciplines. So if there's something that you're interested in, you can kind of follow that path through history and kind of understand how we are, how we fit in the global community, how we fit in our local communities. Um, and there's a lot of, we're also very globally, like when students come and take history, we make sure that you take different parts of the world, right? Usually most students are exposed to history um, U.S. history in high school, because that's the bulk of it. But when you come to university, you kind of learn how the U.S. fits in the larger global world. And so we focus a little bit on that. Um, and I think we proudly here at CSUSB offer a very global, you know, approach to the way uh, we understand the world. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, it kind of goes back when you were talking about like one of the misconceptions. And yeah, I think you know, sometimes in my mind immediately goes to, let's say, an, an older movie, like, let's say, Indiana Jones, and he's blowing the dust off of an artifact and it's yes. like oh that's that's my idea of history and it's like you've kind of laid it out that no history is connected to so many different things whether it's just within here or globally and you're talking about a couple of the majors so you have like the BA in history and then also the degree in uh, public history uh, can you talk more about uh, those two bachelor's degree programs and what are maybe some of the differences but how they're also interconnected Sure. So we offer two degrees. So the BA in history, 
The BA in history has two concentrations. One is a general concentration, and that's for people who are interested in getting a traditional history degree. They may want to focus on one part of the world. They can focus on one um, time period in history, or they could uh, focus on one theme. So let's say you're interested in women's history or you're interested in race and racism throughout history. They can construct an area of focus um, under that general concentration. And that's a great degree for people who may want to go on and do, you know, become lawyers or have a set kind of idea of where they want to go um, or just are not sure and they can explore multiple different things. Then uh, under that a BA in history, we also have a pre-credential concentration. This is for people who are wanting to become history or social studies teachers mm -hmm. in high school and um or middle school and high school often and they it kind of prepares them to be able to teach in the high schools uh and so we ensure they take classes that prepare them for the subjects that they're going to be teaching it's also a very global focus as well as they focus on us european history world history so all of our concentrations have some core cool courses that you have to take um world history u.s history and some uh later like um culminating projects that you actually end up doing and then we have our ba in public history and that's for people who are interested in working in the public field of history so it could be museums archives libraries national parks sometimes you may want to work for the government um, and so it prepares you it's a very professional degree it's actually one of the few although some, a lot of um, universities are now copying us, but it is one of the few undergraduate public history degrees that exists here in the, in the US. And most, uh, if you want us to study public history, it's usually a graduate degree that um, people do, but we offer it at a, an undergraduate level. It's pretty intensive. And our students are trained specifically in the skills in professional preparation skills to work in industries. They also do a lot of internships although you can do internships throughout any degree in any concentration that you want. Um, and so it's a great degree for those people who are very career driven in public history. And so we have a lot of students who have gone on and had a lot of success who are working in local museums, who are working in Washington, DC, who work for national parks, who work for the government, who have completed that undergraduate degree. Yeah, definitely seems very, very involved and that students really get some of that hands-on experience as well through this major. Yeah. I do want to mention one other thing that I forgot to mention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But our pre-credential concentration under the BA in history that also grants students if they complete one final class, if they get C's and um, and above grades in all their classes, if they complete one final course, they get the CSET waiver. The CSET is a test that people actually have to write in order to become teachers and be admitted into our teaching credential program. Uh, we have now been approved. I think this is our second year where we were approved to get the CSET waiver. So if you complete the pre-credential, you don't have to write. It's a terrible, long, standardized <laughs> test. So you you no longer have to uh, write that test. So that's, I think, a really important point that I just want to mention. Oh, no. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. I think that's very much, I think, a great incentive as well, um, because you have if you can waive an exam, why not take the class? And save and some then, money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because 
seems like there's charges for everything nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> so you've mentioned about the bachelor's degree programs. Uh, you talked a little about some of the certificates. Do you also offer a minor in, in history? And how would a student know like what would be like a difference between like a minor or a certificate or a bachelor's degree? Yeah, so we do offer a minor in history. This is usually for students who have an interest in history um, and they want to tack it on to, let's say, another uh, degree that they're focusing on. Let's say, I think commonly it would be English, it would be political science, people who want to kind of combine their degrees. So the minor is uh, much less required courses. There's some core courses and then just a few classes that you take um, on upper division courses that you can take. And it's great to have a history minor. One of the things that we do in history is we focus a lot on writing, uh, critical analysis skills, how to see big, the big picture, take little pieces, put it together. And so it gives uh, students a really good opportunity to kind of explore different things through history. So if you are doing a, um, you know, even a language degree, or if you're doing a science degree, you can do a minor in history. I love history of medicine because that's uh, uh, that's the other thing that I do because I love the history of science and medicine. So I also teach in that. See, so you can do anything really. You can make your own um, love and created career out of it. But the um, so I, I we do actually get some of my favorite students are the BA in science students who do history minors, because they come at it with such a unique perspective. And I think they they love taking our classes. It gives them a freedom to explore things in a, in a broader manner. So the minor is there. If you are interested in the certificate, it looks really good if you are know that you want to work in museum, for example. It's, it's just a lot more uh, streamlined where there's a lot specific classes that you can take. Or if you know you want to work you know, as an Egyptologist on a site, uh, that uh, certificate, you know, you also learn language skills. So it just better prepares you for whatever job that you're planning once you graduate. And you can actually combine your certificate with your minor, you can combine your certificate with the major. So you're not like, you know, having to take extra classes sometimes, you know, maybe it would just be one or two. The way we've constructed is that there's a lot of overlap. So you can kind of graduate with a BA, as well as a certificate, as well as a minor, if you really needed to. And you were talking about taking an extra class to, to waive a CSET requirement. And now also knowing that a lot of these classes also overlap to where, yeah, if you had all these different interests and it all connected, you could graduate mm -hmm. and not really extend the time that you're at CSUSB because of the overlap with the classes. And you've talked a lot about too already in terms of how these programs, the majors connect with different careers. Um, is there anything you want to add about career opportunities or about internships? Because I know sometimes uh, we get the question of like, well, how do I do an internship? Is it a class that I'm registering for? Am I going to the career center for it? How, how does it work with, with history? So because we promote a lot of hands-on activities, we like mm -hmm. to incorporate students into research. We like to encourage students to do internships. Uh, there's multiple ways that you can actually do it. So if you were a history major, you could potentially sign up for a course and do the internship that way. And it you know, accounts towards your graduation units. You can also work one-on-one -on -one with professors. We have some great courses on the books that you can sign up with one is one that I did as an undergraduate student that actually ended up making me a university professor. 
and I didn't know what it was when I signed up for it, but it's called a research opportunity program where uh, you work one-on-one -on -one with, a, with a faculty member on their research project and you can help out. And I did this as an undergraduate student at my old, my alma mater. Um, and they, uh, I worked with a German historian and just helping him, you know, codify his research, figure out the best technology. I was really strong in technology when I was younger, not anymore. But it was um, it was a lot of fun and I saw what professors do. I realized that they don't just teach, they also do research. So we have that um, opportunity as well. We also have a lot of uh, faculty who are doing fun projects. Uh, even those who are interested in doing becoming history teachers or social science teachers, a lot of the classes that you're taking, you're working on creating lesson plans for local teachers mm -hmm. uh, using archives, original documents, so they can help. We're creating um, you know, documents that teachers can actually use and lesson plans. So we do a lot of that. Um, we also do a lot of, we promote study abroad programs. So I run a study abroad program to South Africa every few years. I rotated with, with uh, Dr. Kelly Campbell. She's in psychology and we often rotate uh, the leadership of that. So I think it's my turn next year, which is fun. And then, uh, so there's a lot of different opportunities. Our students often go to, they, they might travel a lot. They do international programs and we will often count those, pro those classes. So there's a lot of different opportunities that all prepare you for the workforce. I think travel is a great one, but also work experience is really important. Uh, university is not just about coming and taking classes. It's about you know having experiences and having a lot of fun. So the history degree in particular, I think helps because you're learning, most of our graduates end up not necessarily being historians, right? So it's really hard for people because they're like, I know that parents always ask, what are you gonna do with a history degree? If you're not a teacher, what else are you gonna do? But studies actually show, the American Historical Association shows that people with history degrees often move up really quickly in organizations, whatever it is. It could be a government organization. It could be a non-government organization. It could be, you know, an educational institution. They move up really quickly because we learn critical analysis skills. We learn writing skills. We learn communication skills. And you're taught all of these different skills that help you. So we have, we have a page on our website that has alumni stories. And there's some great stories. We have people who have gone into business. We've had people who are working in public, you know, public history sites, national parks, people who are working in publishing, people that are working as journalists, um, you know, movies. So it really opens up a different avenues. So sometimes it's kind of unsure. People are unsure how to promote themselves. But we, you are really being trained to work for a new workforce that you need these skills that you can be adaptable. You can see different ideas and really understand them and i think that actually helps prepare for the future jobs that sometimes we don't even know right it could even be social media analysts right now a lot of them are <laughs> former history majors so yeah there's a lot of different jobs out there that you can do with your history degree the traditional ones are teachers lawyers um maybe sometimes going to government um, archives, those kind of things, the traditional jobs, but there's a lot of different jobs that history majors actually end up doing. Yeah, and I think based off that answer, you might have students listening that are thinking, hmm, maybe I, I 
may want to be interested in in history. And so are there any introductory courses that you might recommend? And are there any courses that might also count for, let's say, like a general education requirement? Yeah, so there's quite a few of our classes. Obviously, one of them is the American Institutions Requirement, GE Requirement. So just the general history class. So it's History 1460 is a good one that every freshman needs. A lot of our transfer students are coming in with that class already. So there are some upper division capstone class. Well, they're no longer called capstones anymore, but these upper division classes. Um, so 300 level, 3000 level. Uh, so, so some of them are social science classes and some of them are history classes. Mm. So there would be revolutions within revolu uh, revolutionary history, I think it's called, which is the social science class. But we also have um, reacting the past, which is a freshman seminar. That's a fun one where you actually go in and you act out <laughs> a period of history. And that's taught across different colleges. But, uh, you know, that is really a history class. Um, there's also uh, some history classes such as our Egyptian art class or our Images of Africa class that is a GE class. The nice thing about history is that you uh, there's no prerequisites to any of our classes. Mm. So you can take any of our classes and we teach it as if you have no background in it. Ah. Um, so anything of our 100 to about 4,000 level, you could take a class if it interests you. Mm. Uh, the other two that also sometimes count in many majors and can count in the GE is the world history classes. Mm. So we have world history to 1500, and which is, I think, history 14,000. And history 1440 is world history from 1500 to today. Mm. And those are often large lecture classes. But as I said, you can take any of our courses. I get a lot of non-history majors taking my classes because I, I do health and medicine as well. And uh, we have a lot of non-history majors just taking many of our classes because they think it's going to be interesting. So you're more than welcome to take any of our classes. There's no prerequisites. We do kind of recommend that you at least try and have at least one writing course before you take any of our upper division classes. But other than that, they're open um, to to any student. And we do teach a lot in the GE. So I'm sure you can find a lot of our classes listed in your pause reports. And yeah, that's good to know about how the classes are structured and taught. But knowing that there's a variety of different kind of classes, if you're interested, jump on in and take one. And there's probably a good chance it's also going to count for a graduation requirement as well. <laughs> and for your department, um, are there any resources that your department offers, uh, whether it's clubs or tutoring, scholarships, that sort of thing? Yes. So this is the, the stuff I love the most. Right? <laughs> it's the students who get involved and do amazing things. So our department is really incredible. The students in our department, they uh, wow me every year with all their innovation. We have a history club that is very active and they do a lot of different activities. Uh, we've done so many different strange things over the years, like worked in the local uh, grave site and cleaned it up <laughs> to um, movie nights, to going out to museum visits. And so our history club is very active. Attached to our history club is the Phi Alpha Theta. Um, it's an honor society. It's a national organization. It wins awards every year for its activities. They often tutor in the local communities, uh, students in history and social sciences. 
They um, often do a lot of volunteer work as well. And the Phi Alpha Theta Society um, wins sometimes the best chapter award numerous times, has won it numerous times, I think four times over the last few years. And they sponsor our History in the Making Journal, which is an undergraduate history, actually it's a graduate history. It started off as an undergraduate history journal and is now a graduate history journal. And we win numerous awards uh, from first place to third place almost every year. I think it's been going on almost maybe 14, 15 years. And uh, and it's purely student every, it's publishes all our student papers. It's a student editorial board. You can take it as a course or you can just join the editorial board if you don't want the units. And you learn how the publishing field works. You learn how to edit somebody else's work. And so there's a lot of opportunity there as well. And then beyond that, our students also do their own individual work. They're working in museums, they're creating exhibits. So we've had students create amazing exhibits, digital as well as physical exhibits in numerous um, museums around the community. There, um, There's numerous opportunities at our Palm Desert. There's a world forum that is sponsored as well. Um, and many students get involved. Our students visit uh, Washington, D.C. So there's a lot of different opportunities um, and activities going on in, uh, you know, on our, in our department. Sounds like. And, you know, we, we tell students all the time, you know, it's not just about the classes, you know, try to get engaged and involved um, on campus. And you've just named so many different opportunities just within history that students can get involved and probably have a fun, exciting time doing it as well. So that's yeah. really great. And the more stuff you do outside of the class, the better it looks on your resume, right? When you're looking for that job. And I know when Absolutely. I was a student, I, I was always hungry. I no <laughs> so I would join every club and eat as much of the free pizza and whatever food they offered. So I highly recommend join as many clubs as possible because you get free food. It's really good. <laughs> yes, 100%. And as we wind down with this interview, if a student has a question, um, how can they reach out to your department? Sure. So uh, we often offer many different information sessions mm -hmm. throughout the year. So we will be offering information sessions. So anytime, often it's via Zoom or in person, uh, we do that. You can meet with any faculty member. All our faculty members are trained in, um, you know, advising. We're here to talk particularly about career development, what you're interested in doing, uh, any classes. We give you suggestions for courses that you may be interested in, or even if you just want to come and chat. So we divide the advising up amongst all our faculty as just make any office hours. You can come to the chair's office hours as well. And then we also do, often students go to the professional advisors just to learn about courses. But, uh, you know, we, we're we kind of sometimes lonely in our office hours. We want the <laughs> students to come and chat to us. Um, and so, yeah, we highly encourage just come by. You can find out our office hours on our website. Every faculty member lists their office hours there. And then we also have a, our website has all the exciting news because we have tons of guest speakers and a lot of different events going on. Our faculty won awards and there's all sorts of stuff. So we try and keep our news up to date. Um, and then our advising page is also up on our website and it tells you where you can go to get information, who you should contact, all our contact information is there as well. Yeah, I'm glad you talked about how the faculty are available to, to chat with, you know, because I think sometimes students might think, 
oh, they're my professor for the class, but I can't really talk to them about anything else. And it's kind of like, well, who better to chat with about that major than the faculty actually teaching it? And so you can chat with your professors about the class that you're in, but also about various opportunities, activities, maybe even changing to that major. Uh, so definitely chat with, with you, uh, with the other faculty within your department, and you're referencing the website. So Yodis, if you have uh, want more information, go to their website, csusb.edu forward slash history. So thank you, Dr. Jones, for being on the podcast today. Oh, you're welcome. It was lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs>